The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a nice core of young tight ends. In fact, it may be one of the best in NFL history. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Friday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are listening or watching this episode on YouTube, please click that like button. It'll help other Buccaneers fans find the show just like you did. I'm your host for today's episode, David Harrison. You can find me on Twitter at dharrison82. You can also find me writing about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Here with you every Monday through Friday. Now that we're getting training camp underway and every day, I want to share my appreciation for your coming through on a consistent basis the way you do and supporting the show. We've got a veteran injury to discuss as training camp gets rolling and some young defenders are showing up early as well as a young, young wide receiver. But first, we're looking at the offensive side of things with perhaps the youngest tight end room in the National Football League may already be one of the most accomplished in the National Football League history, contextually, right? Not obviously in their current careers, but lots of talk early on going about uh, going on about the Buccaneers tight end room uh, featuring guys like Payne Durham, David Wells, Co'Keefe, and of course, a guy you may have heard James talk about once or twice if you're an everydayer, Cade Otten, the second-year tight end out of Washington. Co- head coach Todd Bowles, commented earlier this week on the work ethic and versatility of his young tight end room, especially Kate Otten and Coke Keefe, who he obviously has a little bit more experience with and says that uh, Payne Durham and even David Wells have shown some good things and as well forgotten and Keefe specifically, even though they're young coach Bowles pointed out that they're not as young reps wise because they got a lot, a lot of work in their rookie season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022. Both also coach Bowles says can do things like blocking, and receiving that Dave Canales wants them to do within the offense. That's incredibly important. We'll talk about here in just a minute. And he also looks at Kate Otten and Co'Keefe as known commodities. They're comfortable with what they have in those young tight ends, and they're confident in what they can bring to the offense. But he's interested in also seeing what Payne Durham and David Wells could potentially add to the group. Todd Bowles wasn't the only one shedding some praise or showering some praise on the young tight ends. Quarterback Kyle Trask, who's in the battle to be the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers, said, quote, When you think of Cade, you just think of consistency. He's going to be the same player every single day. He comes from a great football background. He's a bred football player, if you will, coming from Washington. He's always on top of his stuff, always in the right spots, and always ready to make a play. As you saw, he made a great catch there. End quote. Of course, talking about practice where Cade Otten made uh, a great catch. We've seen that before. In fact, I remember seeing uh, several great catches from Cade Otten with several different quarterbacks last year during training camp. Uh, one of those being Tom Brady and got an opportunity to speak to Kate about how that felt as a rookie and and all those things. But another quarterback talking about Kate Otten specifically and just the young tight end group in general is Baker Mayfield, who said, quote, it is a younger group. But for them, it is an offense that for them truly allows them to have a lot of good matchups with our players on the outside. You're going to get good matchups on the inside for them. They're really learning as it goes. They have to be a big part of our blocking scheme in the run game that will also open them up in the play action game. As we're moving on, they're taking really good strides. I'm extremely happy with where they're at, and I know that they are too. End quote. In 2022, Kate Otten was the fifth tight end drafted, and Coquif was the 18th 
drafted. And this is kind of where I want to get into where this confidence of consistency with these tight ends come from. Obviously, Payne Durham, David Wells, they've still got to kind of prove themselves. But with Cade and with Co, the two that we do have a little bit of a track record with, there is some some cause for uh, to support the confidence, I would say, that the Buccaneers have right now, including the quarterback that hasn't played with them until now, and that's Baker Mayfield. But among 2022 rookie tight ends specifically, Cade Otten led all of them in snaps last year with 803. Co'Keefe was 10th uh, with 265. Again, Otten, the fifth tight end drafted. Keefe, the 18th tight end drafted. So both of them uh, definitely playing above their draft selection, uh, draft position, right? Receptions. Kate Otten's 42 was first among rookie tight ends. Keefe's seventh was 12th among rookie tight ends. Otten's 391 yards was third. Keefe's 80 yards was 13th. And Otten's two touchdowns were tied for fourth. Keefe's one touchdown was tied for ninth, uh, again, among rookie tight ends last season. So, again, both tight ends outplaying their draft uh, positions given where they're drafted among the tight end class. But Otten was one of three rookie tight ends last season to have 50-plus targets showing that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rookie not only produced but was being used by his NFL team almost more than anybody else in his class. But now let's take another dive into that, and let's look at NFL history. Kate Otten snaps the 803 snaps that he got in his rookie season, second most in NFL history among rookie tight ends, only behind Dwayne Allen of the Indianapolis Colts. He is Kate Otten, his eighth all-time in receptions, 19th in yards, and tied for 28th in touchdowns. And again, that's rookie tight ends in the entire history of the NFL, uh, according to stathead.com. That's a lot of experience, a lot of production in a second-year tight end when you put it in a historical context. So you got other guys out there like George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski even, that either were close to that production standpoint uh, or some of them even kind of falling short and taking a few years to really ramp up. Now, that's not to say that K. Dotton is going to become Rob Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey or any of these guys, but it does show you that his rookie season, while there were a lot of struggles for the Buccaneers, there is a reason for people like James Jarko to be excited about what K. Dotton might be able to do, not just in the second year, but as his career continues uh, to develop. And the experience is great, but what makes it really valuable this year is that it's in the right areas. And I think that's what Coach Bowles was kind of getting to is that they both do everything that Canales is looking for the, for the tight ends to do because they've seen these two tight ends do everything that Canales is wanting them to do. And I think it's incredibly important to have some players that are already existing on the roster that can do things that your offensive coordinator wants to do. Like, we're honest, there is no Tyler Lockett on this Buccaneers team. Is there a DK Metcalf? I would say Mike Evans probably not as fast as DK Metcalf, but build-wise and, and he's got the size and kind of a box-out type of player. Certainly, Chris Godwin is a kind of a receiver that the Seattle Seahawks didn't have. Now it's going to be on Dave Canales to find a way to utilize all of Chris's talents. But when you look at these tight ends, and according to what Coach Bowles is saying, they're already essentially tailor-made for what offensive coordinator Dave Canales wants to do. And looking at their production last season, they're doing it, or at least Kate Otten specifically, but the duo are doing it above their draft grade, above their value. And historically, Kate Otten, one of the best young tight ends to start his career in NFL history. Doesn't mean, again, not 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 telling you to get the bust ready and get his gold jacket ready, but Kate Otten certainly off to uh, a very good start. And it's it's all about players figuring out roles or coaches having to figure out roles for the players. And to be quite honest with you, I think when the player has to figure out his role within the system and the system is built for that player already, I think that's when things go a little bit smoother and the learning curve gets a little bit shorter. But the tight ends aren't the only young players making waves as the Bucks enter their next era of their franchise. 
That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked, for, picked out for us this week in eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And if you're looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and first pick in the second round, you will be guaranteed to have a winning one-two punch of workhorse power in your backfield when you take Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor and Cleveland Browns running back Nick Chubb back to back. While Taylor's a perfect rebound candidate in a more run-friendly overall offense in Indianapolis, Chubb is also set up to dominate with more of a combined workload in Cleveland. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same goes for your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, shocks, struts. I just tried to combine those two words. You name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks for a Locked On Bucks, your first listen or view of the day today and every other day. Special thank you to all the everydayers out there who are coming through on a consistent basis whenever we drop an episode. Continuing on with the Young Bucks theme on today's episode, we're going to move on from the tight end position, but there are several other young Tampa Bay Buccaneers players making an early impact in training camp. We're going to start off with linebacker Servassier Dennis and safety Nolan Turner. Now on Thursday, Servassier Dennis intercepted quarterback Kyle Trask and Nolan Turner intercepted quarterback Baker Mayfield. Both of them coming up with those interceptions on Thursday. And Todd Bowles said this of Dennis, quote, Servassier made a good play. He was doing it in the spring. He got a good break on the ball and came down with it. Nolan is very smart. He's a heady ball player. We can't hold the ball that long and put it over the middle. We got some turnovers defensively. Offensively, I thought we did well, moving the ball pretty well. As much as you can in shorts and t-shirts, we just got to finish at the end. End quote. Kyle Trask was also asked about the interception and about specifically linebacker Servasier Dennis, of which he had to say, quote, he has great lateral movement. Obviously, he's here for a reason. You saw what he did in college. I'm sure he's been making plays all day in OTAs and has always been in the right spots in training camp. Maybe I was forcing it. Maybe I was testing him out a little bit, but he made a great play. And that's good to see. End quote. Unfortunately, we can't share the clip for you because the NFL has rules. And I know some other channels don't follow those rules. But here on the Locked On Podcast Network, we follow the rules because that's how we develop all these partnerships that we have. But the bottom line here is with the, with the quarterback battle going on, especially, nobody wants to hear about turnovers. Nobody wants to, wants to hear about interceptions. And when either of these guys makes an interception, essentially one side or the other because most Buccaneers fans it kind of seems like have either picked a side you're either team Baker or team Kyle uh and if you know Kyle throws an interception then it's a reason that Baker Mayfield should be the starter if Baker throws an interception it's a reason that Kyle should be the starter uh what have you but 
I would remind everybody that it's okay. In fact, it's necessary for the defense to win every once in a while and on occasion. Now, you do want to see the offense win. Like Todd Bowles said, you want to see the offense not only move the ball, but also punch the ball into the end zone because that's what they get paid to do. But as a team, you want it to be a back and forth. You want the offense to do some good. You want the defense to do some good. And when you have young players like Servasi Dennis, like Nolan Turner, making these plays for the defense is not necessarily a bad thing. Now, we're two days in. If we're 14 days in, and this is just an everyday occurrence where the Buccaneers offense is moving the ball maybe down the field, depending on what the series is, what the drill is, they're moving the ball, they're getting some success, and then boom, at the end, they turn it over, then we might have a problem. But for right now, it's okay to see the defense winning uh, a little bit, and and especially guys who are going to be looked at as potential future building blocks for the franchise. Now, Sarvasi Dennis had two interceptions while in college at Pitt, one in 2021 and another in 2022. And Lance Zerline's NFL.com draft profile on Dennis called the rookie linebacker a, quote, smart player with outstanding play recognition and instincts, end quote. And apparently, he's putting that on display early in training camp. Turner, meanwhile, is in his second NFL season after appearing in five games last year for the Buccaneers, earning one tackle in those games. Turner went to the NFL after five seasons playing for the Clemson Tigers, where he nabbed seven career interceptions and was said to play with, quote, above average coverage recognition and instincts, end quote, again, according to Lance Zerline of NFL.com. And Zerline also said that he would be best served playing an underneath position from a robber position in the National Football League, essentially a safety who will look to undercut a route while the cornerback keeps the top uh, coverage secure. So both of those young defensive guys making early rep, early marks on training camp. But again, it's only day two. We've got plenty of time left in training camp for the offense to also get some wins, hopefully, as this thing uh, continues down the line. Speaking of offense, we've got another young offensive player to talk about. Not a tight end this time. We've already mentioned the quarterbacks, at least from a, a comment standpoint. And we'll get some more here in just a second. But we're talking about wide receiver Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland who is a guy that we talked about before training camp, talked about him in our wide receiver profile series, a guy that a lot of people were excited about, not just coming out of OTAs and minicamp, but coming into OTAs and minicamp because he's a guy that a lot of people were surprised did not get drafted in April, uh, bottom line. And in practice on Thursday, he had a 40-yard connection with quarterback Baker Mayfield, single coverage, and uh, Baker Mayfield very loudly said colorfully, yay, Rakeem, as essentially, I can't say, I can't say the quote, but he said, yay, Rakeem. He cheered on his young receiver as he made the play for a 40-yard connection. After practice, Baker was asked about Jared, and he said, quote, he's making a ton of plays in one-on-one -on -one situations. He has a really good ability to high point the ball. He has good body control when he is in the air. Those are the guys that when you have the one-on-one -on -one matchups and third-down situations like that, you are going to try and find those guys who you know are going to make contested catches. I'm truly impressed with how he has been so far throughout the offseason and early in camp. He's excited about continuing to progress as well. End quote. Mayfield and Jarrett also connected for a five-yard pass on the very next play after the 40-yard pass. Uh, and Jarrett's best collegiate season came in 2021, actually, when he had 62 catches for 829 yards and five touchdowns. Not as good of a 2022, which might be why he ended up going undrafted. Zerline said Jarrett's a, quote, slot receiver with an excellent build plus speed and good athleticism, but he's missing necessary ingredients to succeed at the position. End quote. Now, specifically, Zerline said that Jarrett was missing route running fundamentals and consistent enough ball skills. Well, Baker Mayfield, at least from a ball skill standpoint, you know, says that Jarrett has been making these plays. We've seen uh, Jarrett making these plays with BucksGameDay.com on ground there in Tampa at training camp. Um, and, you know, Zerline also mentions that in college, he kind of on tape struggles to manipulate defenders a little bit. And that's something that we'll have to look for moving through training camp 
and obviously into the preseason games, that's really where you're going to get a look at it and see if he can manipulate some of these defenders, set them up with his releases, his stems, his breaks, all of these things. Now, Coach Bowles also was asked about Rakeem Jarrett, and here's what he had to say. Quote, we know the talent is there. He can run. He can stop. He can run with the ball. He can jump and catch, as you've seen. It's just not about that. It's about learning the scheme and fitting in and seeing how many things he can do. We think he's very talented. Again, it's two days in. We're not crowning anybody on or off this team. We've just got to see how the body of work goes over time. But we like the athlete we brought in, and we like the tools that he has, and he's great to work with, end quote. And I think that's the biggest compliment you can give a guy in Rakeem Jarrett's situation. He's got the raw athletic ability. He's coachable. He's motivated. He wants to get better. He's continuing to get better, and we're going to continue to work for him. Doesn't mean or with him. Doesn't mean, uh, just like Coach Bowles just said, on, on day two, Nobody should be talking about Rakeem Jarrett taking Russell Gage's job. Just be excited about the potential that is there. I know I'm excited about the potential there. I know I can I can speak for James. I'm pretty sure that he's excited about the potential that is there. And we look forward to hearing about and seeing as much as possible moving forward. While he's off to a great start, there's still plenty left to see, just like receivers before him. Once the contact is real and the pads come on, we will see just how talented Rakeem Jarrett is as a first-year player. And, of course, we'll still look at the upside for him potentially moving into the future. Speaking of taking Russell Gage's job, if Rakeem Jarrett were to get into a position to do that, which he's not yet, but if he were to get into that position, it might be made a little bit easier if Russell Gage wasn't on the field, which he's not right now. That's coming up on Locked on Bucks. Talk about a lot of positives here on this episode of Locked on Bucks. Talk about some training camp updates, what's going on down there in Tampa with some of these young Tampa Bay Buccaneers players, specifically the tight end group, talented and young tight end group, uh, young linebacker, Shavasi Dennis, second year safety, Nolan Turner, first year wide receiver, Rakeem Jarrett. But unfortunately, it's not all rainbows. And, you know, the drama in, in this situation, not really drama, but, you know, a little bit of the conversation not tied to linebacker Devin White, who is reportedly practicing out there on the field. Russell Gage is the source of our angst on this episode. Uh, he's starting training camp the way he left the 2022 NFL season that is banged up, injured. Uh, Todd Bowles saying earlier this week, quote, it's a lower extremity injury. It's a leg injury, Bowles said on Wednesday following the first practice of training camp. Quote, he'll be fine. We're counting on him. He'll be back, and he's working to get back. End quote. Now, look, injury is not a new thing for Russell Gage in his first year with the Buccaneers. He played just 26 snaps in the team's week one win, but then he was able to appear in no, no fewer than 41 in the next six games starting to carve out a little bit of a role for himself, but he got injured. Gage missed four games and uh, in a string of six games where he failed to record 26 snaps or more uh, on offense. And then basically things just kind of fell off before they really ever got fully started. Now this year, the Buccaneers have a new offense. We've just talked about it with Dave Canales coming in. He needs those playmakers. Russell Gage, probably the closest thing this team has to a Tyler Lockett, and he's not on the field. A new quarterback, which means the team needs its offensive line. It needs its receivers to be as healthy and consistent as possible. A new look offensive line in Tampa means it's even harder to count on them. You really don't know what you're going to get out of them. Ryan Jensen still not practicing fully with the team. So having your third best receiver out of commission is obviously not a good thing, not a beneficial situation. And Todd Bowles, you know, trying to sidestep it and say it's not a big deal. And you know what? Maybe it's not a big deal, but maybe it is a big deal. Big deal and he just doesn't want everybody to know that it's a big deal. It wouldn't be the first time a coach uh, took that route. But the bottom line is Coach Bull says they're counting on him, and it's because they have to count on him. I mean, again, we just talked about Rakeem Jarrett doing some good things in camp so far, but he's not ready 
to take on that number three role. And it's highly unlikely that he would be ready to take on that number three role. Uh, you know, Cade Warner, I'm hearing some things about him from training camp where, you know, look, he just doesn't have the speed to really threaten an NFL type of defense as a receiver. Uh, and then Trey Palmer is, is a guy that we saw to see uh, what he's, you know, going to fully develop into in, in year one. But either way, you don't want to put a whole lot of faith in any of those guys uh, in year one. Devin Tompkins is a guy that's returning, but same thing. Like how much have you really seen from him to put all that on him as well? So that could be a, a significant problem. I think Coach Bowles is trying to minimize it right now, but I think that it's something definitely certainly worth watching because even though Coach Bowles says that he's not concerned, I'm concerned, and it's because of Gage's history. According to Gage's injury history, uh, this is his eighth lower body injury of his career. The eighth time he's ever had a lower body injury. Uh, and while Coach Bull says he might be confident in his return, it's becoming a growing concern for onlookers, for those of us outside the organization, uh, that this may become a consistent problem for Russell Gage and having him available may become an issue moving down the line. So again, hopefully this is overreaction on my part. I would be happy for it to be overreaction on my part. But I think given the history that Russell Gage has in the NFL with injuries, given what we saw last year with injuries from Russell Gage, can basically right as he's starting to get going, he uh, tends to get hurt, even had touchdown catch last year, got injured on the touchdown catch. And, and you know, again, it's not, a, it's not a dig on him, certainly not a blow to his integrity or, or him as a human being. Injuries are never on purpose. Nobody ever goes out on a football field and says, I think I'll get injured today. So, you know, not, not a dig on him, but the bottom line is this team needs him to be on the field because they've got a whole lot of new on that offense. They need to get as much familiarity. They need to have as many reliable pieces on the field as they can. And look, when he's on the field, he has been pretty reliable. In fact, he, he set a career high uh, last year in catch percentage. So, you know, reception percentage. So, I mean, obviously when he's on the field, he certainly can be effective, but it's a matter of getting him on there. And every day he misses reps in this new offense, time to work with his new quarterback, the, the less likely it becomes that he's going to be able to be a major player on this year's Buccaneers roster. More news to come, more observations to come out of training camp as we continue on into the preseason. But for now, I want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day every day. And to our everydayers, I appreciate you sticking with us. Sorry we missed the one episode this week, but we will try to be and do better next week. Any questions, drop them in the YouTube comments or email them to LockedOnBucksPodcast.gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at our personal pages or at Locked On Bucks on Twitter. And I just realized I left the eBay thing up the entire time. So shout out to eBay Motors. Uh, again, any questions, let us know. I'm David Harrison for James Jarko. Until we speak again, please make sure you're checking out everything that we are writing. I'm over at BucksGameDay.com. He is at BucksNation.com. I am on Twitter, dharris82. He is at jarco underscore Bucks. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind, fire the cannons, and thank you for joining me right here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 